0: Welcome to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts, Dr. Tamika Perry and award-winning veteran broadcaster, Ron Aaron, will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Tamika Perry.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Docs in a Pod. The award-winning program available to you on podcast and on the radio, depending on where you live, Docs in a Pod comes to you every week with a look at a variety of medical health and wellness issues, to, to also including nutrition and diet and exercise, as well as you name the disease, and we have probably talked about it. And We have an interesting topic today. Uh, let me bring on our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. Uh, Dr. Perry is a physician at Wilmot at Redbird Square in Dallas. She completed her master's degree at the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth, earned her medical degree at Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and earned her master's in public health from the University of North Texas. Dr. Perry's undergraduate degree is from Prairie View A&M University, and she is proud of Prairie View. Hey, Dr. Perry, it's great to have you on. It's great to see you again.
2: Yes, I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk about today's topic. I'm sure my mom is listening because it's what to ask your doctor about what medicines.
1: Well, let's introduce our special guest, Dr. Sandeep Shah. He's a member of the WellMed Network and practices at Premier Medical Associates in the villages in Florida. Dr. Shah embarked on his internal medicine journey at Michael Reese Hospital at the University of Illinois in Chicago. He Served his residency at the Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit, completed his academic journey with a nephrology fellowship at the University of Miami Jackson Hospital. And he is not only dual board certified in internal medicine and nephrology, he's a fellow of the American Society of Nephrology and fluent in English, French, Spanish, Hindi, and Guwahati. So this man can speak a lot of languages. Delighted to have you on,
2: Dr. Shah. That shot just you. I just feel like you were bragging there. Now, I mean, what is that? Like fifty <laughs> languages? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's,
3: uh, it's five, uh, and I'm working on uh, working on number six. Uh, but it is uh, it is just a passion of mine. I just enjoy learning different languages.
1: What's the sixth connection? language?
3: Thai. Oh, Thai.
1: Well, it'll help you ordering at a Thai restaurant, right?
3: Yeah, or or communicating with my in laws. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Oh, well, there you are. So you That's have motivation. Awesome. I got motivation.
1: Well, so, yeah. what interested you in, in uh, nephrology in addition to your uh, internal medicine uh, certification?
3: Yeah, uh, good question. I mean, obviously in internal medicine, we deal a lot with in, with hypertension, with diabetes, and with the complications that come along with that. And as both of you are probably aware, the end game of, the, of both of those very often is kidney disease and kidney failure. And so part of the reason why I, I, I try to really split my time between these two specialties is My hope was that I could catch these people earlier on through the internal medicine side and prevent more people from ending up on dialysis. So that's kind of the marriage between these two specialties, at least in the way that I see it.
1: And dialysis, of course, for those who who don't know, is no fun.
3: Uh, No, uh, it's all a matter of perspective. You know, if if you do this for as long as I do, you try to look at dialysis as giving people overtime. Uh, and that is really what you try to explain to the folks that are getting on to it. If your heart fails, if your lungs fail, if your liver fails, there is no three times a week oil change that you can go to uh, and then sleep in your own bed at night. So in many ways, dialysis is a miracle if you if you choose to look at it that way.
1: Well, that's a really good point. And the question that I, we were going to talk about today, and I, I think it's a good one, as Dr. Perry mentioned, is talking about talking with your doctor about medications that are being prescribed to you. And I must confess, as a patient, if a doctor prescribes a new medication, uh, up until this very moment, I would
3: just say, oh, okay. Well, it's it's important to ask uh, you know, some questions. Um, before really we even talk about that, I think one of the most important things when a doctor is prescribing a medication to you is for you as a patient to be prepared for your visit. So, having an accurate list of your medications available, written out, confirmed and reviewed with your doctor will then allow you to ask pertinent questions such as what are the side effects of this pill? What is an interaction that is possible with this list of medications that I've given to you? Those are kind of two of the questions that go hand in hand with you as a patient coming in and and being prepared with an accurate list of medications.
2: Dr. Shaw, how important is it for patients to bring non-prescribed supplements or medications that they may be taking to their physician?
3: It is imperative. I ask all my patients to bring me their total list. I like to give the example of a drug called St. John's Wort, which Mm -hmm. is a real old-fashioned supplement that a lot of people um, were taking for mood-related disorders. The adverse effect profile and drug interaction with St. John's Sports, and many of the commonly prescribed drugs that we would use for the same type of problems like depression or anxiety is pretty nasty. It can really adversely affect uh, the drug levels in your system. And obviously, as your physician, I may be aware of your prescription medication list because it might be in my electronic medical record system. But it's hard for me to know what you bought on Amazon or you know what you bought as a supplement. And obviously, as a patient, you were just doing your best to help yourself. So it's just important for us to have complete information. Um, please bring me a copy of it. I've, I've noticed over the years that oftentimes some of the patients are a little shy to bring up their supplements. Uh, you know, they feel that maybe their physicians are not going to be approving of them mm-hmm. trying to, you know, buy something off the internet to help themselves. But it is very, very important for you to, to bring us a comprehensive list so we know what we're, we're dealing with and we can help make good decisions together.
1: It's like cheating on a spouse when you get a drug your doctor <laughs> doesn't know anything about.
3: Right? right, 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 right. Yeah, no, people do that sheepish look. You know, they look down at the ground. Well, hey, you know, I, you know, my friend told me about, you know, this one particular thing for my ankle pain. And, you know, I, I bought it and I, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about it, you know. But, no, please tell me about it so I don't make a bad decision accidentally. It's a non-judgmental
1: uh, piece of information that uh, you need to look at, right?
3: Yeah, the physician's office is a safe space, right? You should be able to tell me everything. So when the time comes for
1: your doctor to prescribe X, uh, what should you as a patient do in your your view?
3: So I think I kind of alluded to two of those things right off the bat. So asking about possible side effects in terms of just the side effect of that pill alone. So I would just use a medication like amlodipine, which is maybe uh, pretty commonly known as a blood pressure pill. You know, that pill very often causes a little bit of swelling in someone's ankles. And so as a doctor, you will sometimes tell the patient, hey, I'm giving you this pill for your blood pressure. I want you to be aware that you may get some swelling in your ankles. If you take, if you take this medicine at bedtime, for example, it may help you reduce some of your swelling. But the patient and me have to discuss the possibilities of what to look for. And again, hold
1: that. Hold that thought. I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to the award-winning Docs in a Pod. Our special guest today, Dr. Sandeep Shah. Uh, You find Dr. Shah at the uh, WellMed, part of the WellMed Network, premier medical associates in the villages in Florida. And our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry is with us. I'm Ron Aaron. And we are talking about medications prescribed to you and the kinds of conversations you should have with your doctor. So, Dr. Shah, I I interrupted you and I apologize for that. Uh, You were talking about an example of a medication uh, and, and the kinds of information you would pass on to a patient. What else should patients ask?
3: How long would you expect me to take this medicine? Is this something you want me to take once a day, twice a day? Is there a specific time of day that it has to be taken? Does it have to be taken on a full stomach, on an empty stomach? You know, these are very important questions. Um, some of the thyroid medications have to be taken on an empty stomach very early in the morning. And that is a very particular medication. And it's my job as a physician to communicate that to you. Uh, but also, hopefully, as a patient, it's your job to receive that, remember it, maybe write it down and, and kind of carry that forward so we can be successful. Uh, but those are really some of the questions um, you know that I would ask. One of the other questions I would ask is, uh, does this medication need to be put into the fridge, uh, you know, insulin, for example, uh, versus your blood thinning medication. Obviously, uh, it's probably not a good idea to take your medications and store them in front of a window in front of your house. I think most people would intuitively know that, but it's still worthwhile to ask, how, where should I keep this medicine? Does it need to go in the fridge? Does it need to be, you know, on the counter? Um, what I also like to remind people is if you store it in a cool and dry place, uh-huh. Don't make hit it hidden. So it's nice for it to be in a cool and dry place. But if it's going to be in a cabinet that you hardly ever walk by in your home, there's a very good chance that you're going to forget to take this pill. Uh, so, you know, try to make it in a place that's cool and dry, but accessible to you.
1: That's a good point. And, and from the standpoint of remembering uh, to take medication, uh, say, for example, uh, you're on a Uh, a heart pill of some kind and you're on a blood thinner and whatever. Uh, How do you remember every day to take it? And then how do you remember whether you
3: took it or not? So uh, that's one of the great challenges. I think that all of the patients would tell you that they face, right? Uh, So thanks to technology and a lot of the different apps on the phones, I've walked a lot of my patients through in the room, setting alarms on their phone, uh, you know, set schedules. A lot of my patients have Amazon alarms Alexa at their house, you know, for example, or, you know, have one of those uh, Google Chrome or whatever all all those different uh, technology aspects to set reminders for you. Um, And then you also have to be forgiving of yourself. There are just going to be times where you're a human being and you will forget your medication uh, from time to time. And so it's important to also ask what happens if I skip this particular pill? Should I just double up uh, the next time I'm supposed to take it or can I skip it altogether. Uh, I would say that, you know, depending on the type of medication that it is, let's say it's a blood thinner, I would tell you that that's a pretty bad idea for you to double it up the next time. Uh, But there are certain medications that would be okay. And that would just be things that we can talk about as we go one by one through your list of medications at the visit.
2: I think it's also important, Dr. Shaw, that not only do you bring the medicines from that particular doctor from home, but from other doctors that you may have seen whether or not your main doctor referred you to that doctor, because we need. Oftentimes, people will come from the nephrologist's office because, obviously, um, the primary care doctor and nephrologist have a very close relationship, right? And they'll say, "Well, you know, you know, my kidney doctor he changed that other blood pressure medicine, put me on this other one. You know, from the pink to the green one." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> well, thank you for letting me know there was a change, so I can investigate that change." But we, those are things that we do need to know. Like all of your providers need to know all of the changes. And one
1: of the issues before you jump on that, Dr. Shah, is uh, the the example that Dr. Perry just gave. uh, Some patients would end up taking both of those blood pressure medications, the one the nephrologist prescribed and the one their PCP prescribed.
3: Yeah, it's it's actually a very large problem. I'm sure Dr. Perry would say the same thing. Um, And it is, again, very key for you to keep just a, a list in your wallet or your purse, or you know whatever you feel comfortable with. Maybe you have a folder of medical files with you. Um, but you know, with the amount of specialists that are out there, with the amount of visits that you may have, you may have an ophthalmologist, you may have a dermatologist, you have a cardiologist. you, you know, you have an ologist for almost everything uh, at right. this point in your life, and everyone is trying to help you with whatever you spoke about at that visit with them. And as we know, those of us who are on the primary care side, you know, our job is to be the medical home and maybe bring it all together for you. Uh, But the cardiologist is focused on getting your blood pressure down and keeping your blood pressure at the pace that they want it to be, at the number that they want it to be. And so they may not be as aware about the possible interaction of your blood pressure medication with your diabetic meds, for example, or they may not you know, really go through thoroughly and take a look at your supplements. So again, please, I I cannot stress this enough. If there's one thing about medications that I want the the listeners to take home today is please, as a professional patient, keep an accurate list of all of your medications and all of your supplements with you, discontinuing, restarting, resuming, holding, whatever we're doing, please try to be as accurate as you can with it. Um, because I know that it, it can be frustrating when it seems like we're asking the same questions over and over again at every visit, but very often we do pick up on these mistakes and we can save a, a really potentially catastrophic event.
1: All right, hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, and our guest today, uh, Dr. Sandeep Shaw. We're talking about medications and your physician and what they should know about what you're taking and what you should know. You're listening to the award-winning Docs in a Pod.
4: I'm Drew Pearson from our friends at WellMed. The right Medicare coverage is important, so is selecting the right doctor. Choosing a WellMed doctor in a Medicare Advantage plan is a great choice. With over 30 years' experience caring for older adults on Medicare, WellMed doctors practice coordinated, compassionate primary care. It's prevention with a personal touch. A WellMed doctor in Medicare Advantage coverage. Why? Because your health matters. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesman. Learn more
1: today, 855-575-2188. We're pleased you're sticking with us right here on the award-winning Docs and a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. We're talking with Dr. Sandeep Shah. He's at the Villages in Florida, where he practices, and we're delighted to have him with us. He's with Premier Medical Associates there. We're talking about medications that are prescribed to you, new medications, changes in medications, and how you should interact with your primary care physician's and others of your providers. And, and you know, Dr. Shaw, uh, th- there are times when uh, I- I'm taking a medication and, you know, I just get tired of it. So I figured, all right, that's enough. I'm stopping. Not a bad
3: idea or a good idea. What do you think? Well, um, it's an understandable idea. I'll be careful with the way that I say that. It's an <laughs> understandable idea. Uh, people get overwhelmed by the pill burden and you know, what we were alluding to earlier, maybe um, you didn't really understand the importance of the medication when someone prescribed it to you. And so it didn't resonate with you. And you think that the eloquence that I prescribed to you to stop you from having a stroke is maybe not that important. And it's kind of expensive. And uh, you just decided, you know what, I don't want to refill this anymore. Um, and then you're probably a little nervous to call your doctor and to- tell them that you made that decision because There's a part of you that knows that maybe you should not have done that, Uh, but it is is really, really important for you not only to come with accurate lists of medication that you're taking, but also to notify us if you are stopping a medicine that I think you are taking. I, I cannot stress that enough because I am going to think that I am reducing your risk of stroke or I am controlling your blood pressure, or I have you on ideal medicine for your diabetes, for example, and then you're gonna show up two months later and you know numbers are gonna be all off whack, or obviously worst case scenario, you may have inadvertently done something to harm yourself. Having said that, if you're adversely having side effects, By all means, if you contact me, I can then look for an alternative medication that you can tolerate. So again, I don't fault you if I start you on a drug and you feel terrible two days later. You feel how you feel, okay? I mean, every medication has reported side effects, expected side effects, statistics. But as an individual, we all feel slightly different when we start taking something. And so if you can't tolerate it, let me know. I'll try to find something that you can tolerate it if it's an important class of medication for your survival.
1: Well, you mentioned side effects. I happen to be a lawyer and I read all of the inserts and packaging material that comes with a drug. And when you do that, Dr. Shaw and Dr. Perry, you don't want to take any drug because every single one of them includes and may lead to death.
2: Well, let's let let, let, let Dr. We'll call doctor Shaw say this. Okay,
3: sorry, yes.
2: <laughs> Call your doctor. Well, Dr. Shah, when when Iran said he was a lawyer, did the hair stand up on the back
3: of your neck? It, did you notice me sit up straight?
2: I, I did. I did notice <laughs> you sit up because every time he I, says like, that, I. I don't realize-
3: would- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tie on jacket.
2: They don't tell you this when they ask you to come onto the show, do they? <laughs> so, so. Yeah, but
1: I'm a lawyer. You can love. I don't sue anybody. I don't okay. practice, so I'm I'm okay.
2: <laughs> he is correct, but you're right. Every drug has every side effect that's been listed in the clinical trials. So, as a clinician, as a physician, when Dr. Shaw and I prescribe a medicine, we look at the risk benefit ratio of that drug for the patient at hand in that patient's particular condition. And we weigh in our head, what is the risk benefit ratio before we prescribe it? Now, with that said, we can't predict everything. And it's important for us to have an open relationship with the patient and the patient has an open relationship with us. So we can verbalize, this is what you may may expect some swelling at your ankles from your amlodipine, but it does lower your blood pressure and reduce your risk of stroke and heart attack. So this is what you need to expect. And if it is not tolerable, this is what we can do for it.
3: Absolutely. And it really just comes down to making sure that we're all dealing with accurate information. I don't fault any of my patients when they call me the next day and say, Hey, that drug, you know, was terrible. Uh, I mean, I, I vomited the next day immediately after I took my second dose pill. Okay. I believe you. Uh, I'm not going to force you to take this medicine, but thank you for calling me. Let me look for an alternative. Let's look and find something that we think that you can tolerate. Um, Talking about those package inserts, I always like to tell everybody: if you actually read the package insert on Tylenol, you would never take it.
2: You would never take it again, <laughs> ever. And, and
3: people pop those like Tic Tacs. So, yeah. you wow. know, it, it's uh, it, it's you have to be careful. Again, it's also percentages, right? So, oftentimes when you read the package insert, you will see thirty-one percent, thirty-seven percent, eight percent, nine percent listed with the side effects but you're the only one of you that you have. So, you know, percentages are great, but you care about the one of one. So if you're feeling a certain way, you're feeling a certain way, let's deal with that head on and come up with a better plan.
1: That's a good point. Now, talk to me, both of you about uh, the patients who like me have a personal relationship with Dr. Google and and may come in and talk about a variety of medications that Dr. Google talks about and say, hey, you know, Dr. Shaw." Uh, you don't have me on this, but I need to be on this drug.
2: Well, that you said the key words personal relationship, and the personal relationship with Google is different than the personal relationship with Dr. Shah or Dr. Perry.
3: Yeah, I mean, I appreciate when people come to me for a second opinion uh, from Google. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, you know that's well put. <laughs> it, ultimately, it can be helpful. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I don't outwardly reject it because it can sometimes spark a conversation that is uh, very necessary. So I, I think all of us are aware as we are filming this uh, right now of the buzz around a certain waist, weight loss medication called Ozempic, right? It's, yeah, we talked yeah. about it last week. Yeah. yeah, it's all over the news. So of course, almost every patient that I have has been coming in with requests for a Zempink. And that allows you to have some really good conversations and some difficult conversations with people. Yes, I could understand how you think you might fit into this criteria. However, looking at some of your organ function, this is not really a good idea for you. And looking at the fact that, you know, you're actually well controlled and you're not morbidly obese. Uh, I understand that you may want to lose an inch or two, but the risk benefit profile in your particular case right. really not makes sense. Um, but, you know, it does help. And then it also kind of in many ways, when you say no to that, you almost are pumping somebody up. Like, hey, you're, you're actually doing too well to need this. You, you look pretty good. Your numbers are good. You're, you're actually tolerating your medicine just fine, and, and you're, you're doing a great job. So I understand that you may want to lose an inch because of a family member's wedding, but this doesn't seem like a good idea.
1: And then the other example are uh, people who respond to all of the television advertising, pharmaceutical companies pump into media uh, about X drug. And they come to you and say, you know, I saw this on TV. What do you think?
3: I usually tell them what I think. Yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> as, as you may have gathered. So I, um, yeah, I, I, again, we'll talk about it. Um, uh, again, when, when Viagra came to the market many years ago, that, that was always a fun conversation, um, you know, in every room. But uh, again, it's case by case. Uh, there's just so many commercials and there's just so much information Thrown at people constantly, it can be very confusing because in an ad, essentially, when they're running that long list, you know, right before they say, "If you have a small side effect like death, call your doctor in the morning," you right, know, full <laughs> right, <laughs> indications. Almost all of us would fit one of those indications because it's meant to be broadly advertised for that reason. Uh, so, no problem. Talk to me about it, but hopefully, we've built up enough of a rapport over time that when we have this conversation and we kind of look at the positives and negatives and I, you know, disagree with this particular medicine for you, we can both feel good about that decision because we've had a productive conversation about it.
1: Now we have a little over a minute left. I'm sorry, Tamika. okay. Let me bring up one other topic. Uh, Several physicians over the years have said to me, newer isn't necessarily better. And if you're on a drug that's working for you, and you see an ad. I guess blood thinners would be an example. Almost every day, there's a new blood thinner ad. Are you better off sticking with what you
3: have? In, in my opinion, you are. Um, you know, everybody feels differently. Unless there is a study that shows superiority, if it's a non-equivalent, if, it, if it's a non-superiority study, or if it shows that it's equivalent, there's really no purpose of changing over. Uh, what I What I also like to tell the patients is, if you saw it on TV, guess who's paying for that ad. Right. Yeah, the
1: pharmaceutical company.
3: Well, no, you are right because obviously, if they could afford to advertise, when's the last time you saw a commercial for metformin? Right. right. Uh, you're not going to because it's it costs less than a penny for a pill, right? So, uh, it, you know, obviously, the newer ones are also more expensive, but not necessarily better.
1: Wow. Right? The key. I got to stop you right here. We really appreciate you coming on. This has been fascinating, and uh, thank you, Doctor Sunday Shaw. And to our co host, Dr. Tamika Perry. Thank you, Tamika.
2: No problem.
1: We'll do it again soon. I'm Ron Aaron. Catch us on the award winning podcast and on the radio for Docs yes. in a Pod.
0: Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Medrano. Our producer is Natalie Ibarra. And associate producer is Isaac Wilker. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Tamika Perry and Ron Aaron. I'm Drew
4: Pearson from our friends at WellMed. The right Medicare coverage is important, so is selecting the right doctor. Choosing a WellMed doctor in a Medicare Advantage plan is a great choice. With over 30 years' experience caring for older adults on Medicare, WellMed doctors practice coordinated, compassionate primary care. It's prevention with a personal touch. A WellMed doctor in Medicare Advantage coverage. Why? Because your health matters. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesman. Learn more today, 855-575-2188.